Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 80. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we are excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed children's book author, Lynn McAllister. Lynn, thank you for joining us. Hello, Barney. I'm really pleased to be here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so uh, before we went on there, we are, uh, you know, you're there in the UK. It's um, it's uh, a few hours. What are we talking about? Like eight hours, no, five hours difference. So that's five not too, too bad. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And and so you're you're here. You've had a, a really successful, uh, a really successful children's book that 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 you launched uh, called Pixie Van Dimple and the Wrong Kind of Artificial Intelligence. And and we're gonna hear. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're also gonna talk about some yeah. new upcoming Pixie Van dimple adventures that we might yes. expect um and 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 yeah so this is exciting so before we kind of jump in right away to you know just to do a deep dive on uh, the history and how you created the book um do you want to first uh, give our listeners and our and our our listeners and our viewers kind of a background how you you got into writing children's books uh, yes, I can. Um, it was completely by accident. I think quite a few people get into it by accident. Um, yeah. I didn't consciously think to myself, I'm going to be an author. Um, I was. Uh, I think it started when, when my father died in 2017. And I, and I always say I had a bit of a, a, a creative rush to the head at that time. Because I was, I was uh, laid up with an, having had a foot operation as well in the summer of that year. And I thought... I, try and do something with the time so I was I quite like art I had this uh, I was almost compelled to write the story about and it was it's a rhyming prose so it's almost like a poem Mm. Um, so I wrote uh, something about called Pixie Van Dimple and the Wrong Kind of Wind um, which you might wonder what that's about in fact Um, and it's about uh, eating too much sugar (laughs) And, and, and the consequences of eating too much sugar. Anyway, so I'd written that, and then I, uh, sometime after that, I um, then started writing. Uh, and it didn't take me very long, you know. I sit there, sat with my iPad, and and just sort of a rhyme zone, and and produced this thing. And I thought well, that's all right, you know. It's it's um it, it could be a book. <laughs> so I then started to think about uh, how I could make it into a book. Well, I had, I had no idea. Um, mm. about how to do it how, where to start who to go to um what you know or anything so I then sort of looked around you know you search on the internet what shall I do to how do I produce a book um and various sort of um literary agents type um searches and things like that um I spoke to people that I might that I knew that may know about something to do with books and how to produce them where to go um, and, and just to sort of, um, put the feelers out there, but I, I looked at um, sending it, sending the actual text off to to literary agents mm. and publishers, and and it's such a it takes such a long time to get a book out there um, if you're going that route because you have to be accepted and then you have to go around you know to get the whole thing produced. So the fastest route for me was to go um, 
but you, you could actually do it self, you could self-publish, um, which is fairly swift. But I chose to go with Austin Macaulay, um, and they're a hybrid version of the publisher because they do publish and they do help you with marketing, but they actually, um, you kind of pay some, some money towards the production costs, which mm. you might say, yes, okay, why do you do that? Well, um, you do that because you would have to pay for an illustrator anyway if you had a picture book. So right. I'm thinking that it's a, a, a quite a good idea to to get the actual illustrations done by, by a professional because you, otherwise it's it, the quality might not be so good. Right. So um, so I, it's not I didn't have a conscious thought about it, but I I'm really kind of I'm really enjoying it because it's creative. And suddenly when you get creative, you get even more creative and you have more ideas and, and mm. bouncing, bouncing off the walls kind of thing. Right. I guess with children, we're working with children as well. It it, um, it does sort of give you more incentive because it it has an impact on their lives that you want them to enjoy it and and it's it's fun. Right. So yeah, I I really enjoy it. <laughs> it's the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> and so so P Pixie Van Dimple, you kind of said in uh, um uh, you know in, in in your in your biography a bit is like it's kind of an inspir inspiration. You have a a 12 and a 14 year old daughters correct i did when i started writing it they're now <laughs> uh, 13 uh, nearly 16 in fact um oh wow my eldest daughter just um well she has her birthdays next week and she'll be 16 so she is in the last year of school having done she just completed her last lot of exams oh wow um which we which we call yeah, the GCs. So um, that that was the inspiration. I think um, you know they they were quite young. They were younger when I started it, but they're also kind of addicted to their phones <laughs> in, in a way. And, and I and I thought, oh, they're just all the time. I'm sure parents all over the land are thinking they're spending quite a bit of time on their on their phones, and they just do. Um, and so I decided that I was going to write about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, that's, and that's where the idea came from. <laughs> the idea came from that. But the title itself has come from um, Pixie is is uh, kind of like a cute name kind of thing. But the Van Dimple name came from what I understand to be with dimples because uh, I've got dimples and my brother and sister have dimples. And we all were, uh, as children, commented on continuously about our dimples. So mm -hmm. it's Pixie with Dimples, <laughs> the title. <laughs> um, well, th 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 there's a certain uh, flow in the name. The, the, <laughs> pardon? I was going to say, there's yeah. a certain flow in the name, too, like the character name. It just has a, it's a really strong kind of children's book-esque protagonist name, Pixie Van Dimple. It, it just definitely does flow. Yes, um, he's definitely a strong character. Uh, yeah, I think my girls are strong characters uh, too. So <laughs> they, they are uh, yeah, the inspiration. The younger ones are, are very uh, determined and very right. switched on and, uh, and does spend a lot of time on her phone. But then I have noticed the difference between them. Uh, one's being 16. Uh, we were talking the other day, only the other day, about the fact that 
when she was born, there were no smartphones around. Um, so things have progressed quite quickly since then right. uh, in terms of technology, right. which is a, another thing that I, I tend to sort of try and keep up with a little bit on, on um, you know, on LinkedIn, looking at uh, information on where we are with the uh, online safety and all that kind of thing. Right. Because, yes, you do have um, a Pixie Van Temple, a part of this, you have the um, the Internet Safety Pledge that I saw as well. Uh, was that something that, that yeah, you so kind of created based off of the book, or is that something that was uh, part and partial of something else? I, I started to think, because the book is about, essentially about screen time, because it, it does mm. talk about how, how long um, Pixie Van Dimple is, is spending on her phone and the consequences. Right. But um, in order to 3D, so she doesn't just spend time on her phone, she's doing things on her phone. She might be chatting to her friend, she might be online. She might be playing games or shopping, you know, looking at clothes like, like my girl does mm. do, chatting mostly. Right. So we've got introduced 12-year-old Pixie Van Dimple, the centre of all the drama, the protagonist and heroine. She's a typical girl, goes to school, hangs out with her friends in the park, has sleepovers, loves shopping and is always hungry. She also loves her phone, the linchpin of her world. Everyone has one and they're all connected. All is not well in smartphone world though, as there are many dangers. She has been warned, what is the fuss about? Well, she will soon find out and it is truly disturbing. Mm. And now we're all truly disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, so, so, so how did you go from, you know, working on, as you said, Pixie Van Dimple, um, a pixie van dimple on the wrong kind of wind to pixie van temple on the wrong kind of art artificial intelligence did you submit the wrong kind of wind to the publishers and they said not really or time um i sent them at the same time because the 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 one about wind is quite short um okay. so i said i thought um I sent them both and then they liked the one about artificial intelligence and and I okay. understand why it's because it's quite current right it's quite techy and it's um it's about mobile phones smartphones so right. um it's very current and probably of interest more of interest and more commercial interest right now right. which is why I wanted to go out right now because otherwise you have to wait I mean the, right. The issues with mobile phones are going to go on and on quite, you know, because they're, they're around now, they're not going to go anywhere. In fact, right. technology is just going to get more more um, advanced as we go along. Hmm. So, and yeah. So, and so do you, do you see that, you know, uh, potentially it's like where, because you, your ideas of that, it was, it was kind of timely with, because your daughters were on the same age at that point. Uh, how much of driving is like of of producing these you know pixie van dimple uh, uh, like IP the you know the 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 property the pixie van dimple properties is she going to consistently be at that twelve to fourteen year age even though your daughters who is your inspiration are going to grow older or are you going to have pixie grow older with your daughters? I think at the moment, Pixie will stay um, as that 12-year-old uh, mm. child. 
um, I mean, I haven't I haven't thought about her growing up. There, there, there may be a way of making her older, but because it because it's for children, the children's right. books, um, the theme would have to be around that. You know, the 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 aiming aiming we're aiming at a certain age group, um, which is right. sort of eight to twelve or eight to thirteen, because of the subject matter. And the subject matter has does have a theme because it is about um, the the one about uh, sugar consumption, which which could then develop into food consumption. Um, right. And there are issues in in terms of uh, food and what we eat and healthy eating with children. Right. And you and we really want to be aiming all this at younger children that are growing up and, and going to be developing habits. So. Um, and, and also the thought behind the uh, the mobile phones and the smartphones is that children probably typically will be ac accessing phones at that age group. If not, right. you know, they probably have them in, given to them to use when they're younger as, as to play games on or whatever mm. in a controlled environment. But when when they start getting their own mobile phones, it could be uh, around, well, you know, and there's no there's no set um, age to to give a child a mobile phone, but you probably would wouldn't give them one until they were at least eight, nine, ten years old. Right. Um, and that's that's with parental controls and all those sort of controls in place. Um, and and I've um, I, as I would I was going on to say and and during this interview that I've become part of a, a great big um, book club. Uh, under the wing of Sue Atkins, who is a parenting expert, and she's quite uh, experienced within the media. Um, mm. So she, she, uh, and her, and, and our book club all were all kind of looking after parents and children, and and giving advice, and and all the books are are sort of in that theme as well. Mm. So it, it makes me kind of my my sort of like. Um, idea of carrying on with, with, with this whole pixie band dimple idea is to come out with more ideas for children in in, in this arena that we're in at the moment yeah. with the book club and, and do you find yourself it's you know as, as a parent you know it's just like the the ages of your children are just so fleeting and if you kind of determine to want to stick between this you know this um you know young like this preteen age are you fervently like have a you know like a notebook next to you just to see what what are the issues that are that you see your your children facing now so you can kind of utilize that as 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 points of reference for future uh, future stories? Yeah, I do. I see. The, I mean, the the the, fret, the the issues they seem to have at the moment are um, whether you know their their friendship issues. We haven't got to the point of going out issues really because they're, they're not been old enough to go out out um we, they go out with friends to local places but and particularly right. with lockdown as well we've not been anywhere <laughs> so, <laughs> um mainly it's um i think mainly i worry about the things are to be emo the emotional side of things because children are quite, are quite precocious now uh, in terms mm. of knowing things and and knowing how to use technology um but they're not but they're not emotionally mature enough to deal with some of the issues that are coming out of it. So whilst I've, I, I sort of observe what they do, they talk to me about their, some of the things that worry them. They're mostly to do with their schoolwork or their friends, friendship groups, things like that. Yeah. Um, 
at the moment. Um, but it, obviously, it would develop into other things when they get a bit older. Um, mm. I don't know. It could be sort of where they're going, who they're going with, what they're doing when they're out, how long they're right. to be out. That kind of... Um, and then they're already sort of like testing the waters about what would you say if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. say i want to go out and you know have uh, have an alcoholic drink what would you think about that and and as a parent you start to think well you know what do i say uh, i think the idea is is not to impose sort of uh so many rules on them that they and not allow them to do anything because that just means they're going to rebel Right. So it's it's kind of uh, talking to them about issues like that, explaining what the risks are, which is what you would do with with the mobile, the, the whole smartphone issue. Is you, you're trying to you're trying to convey what the issues and and the risks are of of being in an environment like an online environment, being outside, being with you know out in in um, with friends wherever you are. You know, let's say if they went to the city, into London you have to explain what the risks are of being out there, you know, look after each other, be together, always have your mobile phone, don't leave your friend on your own, that kind of thing. Um, and don't sort of get involved in with people that you don't know. So right. uh, very much looking after and looking after each other as a group, if they're going out. Um, I was just saying to my daughter was saying just, this this evening about about worrying too much about oh you worry about too much about me why do you keep you know uh, other people's parents uh, some of them are really strict and some are you're not that strict but you know if you, sometimes you ring me up and ask me where I am <laughs> so, <laughs> yes I do concern <laughs> <laughs> the girls that you know you worry about all the children they're boys right. or girls uh, like you probably worry about your your girls and yeah. how things are going to be when they they grow up a bit they want to go out yeah. i'm not that. looking forward to that now you may i'm more worried now i'm talking to you i'm like they're gonna go out places that i won't know <laughs> um, <laughs> worry about it and uh you know i work in a school so um you get to see what the children are like at school um they're obviously very different at school than they are at home <laughs> probably yeah. out there you know yeah. and uh but the, the whole kind of book club that i'm in, involved in is is there's so much information and uh, even for me even for each other you know that there's so much information in there about um advice for parents on teenagers mm. or on it starts from babies really and goes right up to teenagers um so it's it's really useful and, and I'm finding it quite useful just to sort of dip into it and have a look because I, you know, nobody comes with, no, no one has a baby and then has a some kind of, uh, you know, handbook that says what you have to do. Right. It's very difficult. You have to learn on the job, and you've learned from parents. You learn from the family. Um, I think a lot of issues come out uh, of uh, the family life often, um, the circumstances of people's lives. I mean, I think the most important thing I can make all the threads of all the things that I've looked at is the healthy environment with the things that we, the people we have and the things that we use. So as long as you have a healthy, healthy sort of relationship with things, um, things should be okay right. to a degree. And do you have, yeah, so 
do you find that it's hard to because uh, like when you're writing like you know books uh this type of genre of books for this level of of age level do you always have to feel like because you have to balance because because it's not for children like are five and it's not for you know young adults so you're in this really precarious spot where it you have you know the book is you have to write a book that your audience which is that eight to 13 year old want to read but you also have to write a book that has a message that they have to hear at the same time it's how does that balance work for you well i'm hoping the the, inter, the interest is in the actual subject matter so that it's right. about something they're interested in with which is smartphones so right. i think um because it's got a smartphone on the cover um it's or it, it's kind of interesting because it's about that and, and artificial intelligence is about um uh it could be about algorithms or the the whole kind of the whole kind of uh technological sort of uh, advancements that come about um encompassed in that, that artificial intelligence label um interests mm -hmm. girls and boys i'm hoping it's going to be attractive because the girls a girl is a, a whole subject's about a girl being being in this sort of environment it means it's it's attractive to both girls and boys because boys like tech, girls like mm. um, the look of this book and the phones. Yeah. So um, it's yeah, I'm hoping that it'll work. <laughs> and <laughs> and trying to be well, you. I mean, I have I have said to if you read the book and you think um, will everyone understand what it's about, uh, I'm I'm hoping that they do understand. They will understand what it's about. Some of the words they might not know. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that it's good to be able to kind of read something and not quite know what a word means because you then go mm. and look it up and you can know some more words. So it increases your vocabulary. Right. And, and I remember when my daughter was in uh, a year, our year two, which means she was about seven. And uh, she was she was in a competition um, at school, uh, which was called Battle of the Books. And they, they had to read um, a book which had about 100 pages or 120 pages at, at that age. I was, and I was thinking the other day, well, if they read that in year two, they can read this book at year, year, year five, six. Um, so, because it's not that hard compared to some of the things they were doing year two. Right. So um, it's, it's uh, and, and then the other thing is obviously, as I mentioned earlier about comic comic strips. I mean, this book, I remember reading about uh, Michelle Obama's book um, was made into a book that for younger readers. So you can you can adapt books for younger readers, or you can adapt them for older readers. You can make it more complex, or you can make it more simple. You could you could have this book with with smaller kind of like a or bigger writing, or or more um, simplistic writing, so that the 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 message is clear. It, there's there's no end to the amount of um, production you can put into a book you can make it into an audio book um you can make it into a film or a play or anything like that you know to to get the message across mm. which is uh that was exciting <laughs> so, so so for the for the other authors and children's book authors that may be thinking about writing a book uh kind of following in the similar footsteps um what was what's your process like did you were you a person that kind of you know, long, long form, write it out with a 
pen and paper or were you just on the computer and typed it out? And how did you kind of separate out your day in situations like that? To, to actually write the book. Yeah. Um, I always do it on, um, I, I did it on a computer screen or a lap or a laptop or a, an iPad. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, my books aren't really very long, so it didn't mm. take me very long. It took me about three or four nights to write those books. Um, you know, I might sat up quite late doing it, but um, I, I found myself getting on quite a roll with it because it's 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 rhythmic. It's rhythmic because it's rhyming. Yeah. Um, it, you, it's it, I don't know. I just seem to come into my head. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't stop until you've got sort of a fair way through it. Because then you have right. to re regain that momentum the next time. Um, I guess if you're writing a book that's got chapters or um, is is a, is longer and more complex, there, there may be other strategies that you could use. Um, mm. um, which there's quite a few uh, writing um, groups, aren't there, on online, maybe on on Facebook or other other platforms, um, writing communities that are really supportive about. Um, putting out there the kind of strategies that you might need or to get put a story together um in fact i was i was reading it was i saw the other day online about um stories created using algorithms which i was a bit terrified about really (laughs) (laughs) the whole idea of writing using some kind of algorithm or artificial intelligence to come up with a a plot Mm -hmm. is quite bizarre (laughs) because a lot of stories are the same stories are just portrayed using different characters in different situations but the message right. might be the same yeah. and and so certainly um well, I'd like to say about all books are commercial but the bigger publishing companies do like commercial stories and the st- and those stories are similar in a way so if you if you plug in quite a lot of data into a computer and ask it to come out with a story then I don't know, it'd be quite interesting to see what would come out the end, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it's a bit cheap, kind of cheating in a way, but um, but it right. might help. It's supposed to help with with uh, writer's block. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> character, I'm going to ask my computer. <laughs> and, and so do you so when, when so when you got the book written out and then you said you kind of reached out to find some publishers did they w- did you interact in the sense that's like all right did they come up with a contract or did you say hey well you know this is something especially when you, you're working on you know more in the series how much uh how much how much freedom or leeway did you have in the negotiation process when you had a contract written up? I was sent a contract um, by Austin okay. McCauley. Um, it was a, it was probably just their standard contract, um, and right. uh, I didn't know really what was uh, I was expecting because I'd never had one before. But I kind of searched around, asked a few people, and thought, well. Um, it sounds like an okay contract, you know, in terms of percentages and things that you might be receiving in royalties. Right. Um, and um, and so I just went for it. I, I thought, well, I'd just go for it because what have I got to lose? You know, either mm. don't do a book or I do do a book. Um, and I'm not, I wasn't really sort of aware of other other means of, of, um, of putting a book together, you know, producing a book at that time. So, um, and I, I asked, 
at, when the book actually arrived, I was quite pleased with it. I think it looks quite good, and, mm. and the, um, the the actual quality is very good. So that does give you confidence that uh, you could go with them again, right? To do one. So. And did you have like uh, an yeah. did, did like have an option to like reach out to like similar authors that work with Austin Macaulay Publishers to say, hey, how did you? How did you? How did they treat you and things like that? I I didn't know any at the time. I do know some now because there's some in our book club, um, right. and we're all um, we're all quite pleased with our books. I think where it all where some of it doesn't uh, work is the the marketing. Okay. Um, and I know that some of this session was going to be about uh, you know advice for other authors. I mean, there is quite a lot of advice out there for the for authors, um, and I and I do write a few things down. I mean, the thing is that we're now we're now all kind of very used to being online, um, and all through the whole lockdown period, I think things have advanced quite a lot in terms of an online um, or, or, or online presence for a lot of companies. Right. So and also bookshops, you know, they weren't open, so the only way of buying a book was online. Um, so there are quite a few online platforms um, and you can sort of get your book into any any kind of format now, can't you? You can, you can produce one yourself and, and make it into an e-book or an audio book. Um, e-books go can go on Kindle and all, all sorts of other. I think uh, you might find Pixie Van Dimple on um, online platforms such as Waterstones, uh Barnes and Noble, Blackwell, Apple Books, Audio Books, Walmart, Foils, Powell's, I never heard of even. Because <laughs> I looked it up today. If you look it up on Google, you'd find them, you'd find it everywhere. So um, it's definitely changed with, with being in lockdown. Things have definitely mm. gone online and, and businesses have had to survive by being online so that, that people can still buy the, the books. Um mm. But, but it does fall down a little bit on the marketing because um, I guess the first six months of when the book came out, which was right at the start of the lockdown period, I didn't know what to do. Uh, you know, I was, mm. I was going on social media and posting things, but I didn't really know anything about uh, SEO. And I don't know if you know about SEO, which is... Oh, the, search uh, engine optimizations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, and, uh, and, and, and trying to, cont you know, you have to keep posting in order to maximize that uh with all the um social media so i have got quite a lot of social media accounts set up on on twitter and facebook and um pinterest and tiktok and and learning all about those things um is quite uh well it's a long it's a long process to learn all about how it all works but thankfully somebody in our group knows how it works <laughs> keeps telling us what to do so yeah. that yeah it, it's it's tricky um and it's and it's a very slow it's almost like setting up another business a business you know you you need to put a lot of work in at the beginning to get the right. results at the end um and we're still I, I would say with writing um i don't i don't really know if that if many people on the whole is so the market is so flooded with books you've just got to get uh you've got to, got to keep trying um, and keep plugging at, at it to get noticed, mm. and um, and that's what I've been doing. So hopefully it will make a difference. And being within a whole and uh, within a group um, like we have, 
and a platform that we have to to sort of promote our books on does help. Mm. Yeah. So join it, join forces with people. Um, you know, if you've got a group together that you might have met online, for example, you never know where it's going to take you in the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so we we were um uh before we before we uh went live on this we were t chatting about that you have um did you want to talk a little bit about your upcoming pixie van dimple book yeah okay. um the the next one well the one um that's coming out next is currently in production with austin mccauley and it's going to be called pixie van dimple and the wrong kind of plastic Ah. and um which is going to be well it is about uh plastic pollution in the sea in the ocean so it's about ocean plastic really pixie van dimple and one kind of plastic it's it's the same kind of scenario pixie van dimple uh, gets involved in in a, a, a an issue a problem that she causes by mistake and um and some terrible things happen and then um you know you never know if she's going to make it or not but she realizes um that she has to uh think about what she's doing and maybe you know go and and, and raise awareness about that particular issue that's mm. what the stories are, are, are about it's um and 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 any future stories will be the similar kind of thing where it's uh pixie van dimple um, is involved in in in, a, in some time kind of issue, and and then starts to campaign to to make things better. Um, <laughs> so the whole kind of sustain sustainable plastic pollution um, theme is is huge at the moment. Right. Um, saying at the beginning, it's uh, I think everyone's talking about it. We've got various uh, you know governments and world leaders talking about it we've had Greta Thunberg talking about climate change and David Attenborough talking about it everyone's talking about it um, about one thing or another to do with climate change plastic pollution um, carbon footprint sustainable growth circular economy um, food waste food waste is a huge issue and an overconsumption in some places um, mostly in the western world we're, we're over consumers we overbuy, we overeat and um and we have tremendous amounts of waste right. <laughs> that we need to uh and then it starts to get slightly political uh, really but we do actually need to sort our waste problems out right <laughs> and do you have so so uh when you when you wrote the script for for this one when you wrote the uh it, when you wrote this out the the draft for this book did you always trying to add in certain types of Easter eggs or something for people who read the first book, anything in there that you've requested the illustrator to put something in the background or anything like that. In the background. Yeah. Of the book, like, I don't know, like, like, a, like maybe a, something to do with a smartphone or something in like for this, for the, for the wrong kind of plastic, something where people can kind of, like that your your avid it. readers will notice There's yeah. a, theme, a theme running through yeah. that kind of thing um, there are themes running through um okay. uh pixie sort of uh in in the uh story about plastic is is uh eating the wrong kind of food <laughs> she's like eating junk food um, when when she uh it, you know absentmindedly throws her rubbish 
uh-huh. long way, you know, into the sea, it ends up in the sea. Ah, okay. And then there's a, a mammoth sort of like, you know, uh, reaction. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's, it ends up being <laughs> quite scary. <laughs> but, uh, and I have actually, um, what I'm thinking of next, as I've written another piece, which is not quite the same sort of, uh, it's not in rhyming prose, but it, it is, it is centered around a, a character of a similar age. And it's mm-hmm. featuring Pixie Van Dimple at the end, who comes to rescue her. <laughs> uh, and it's it's going to be called Little uh, Little Red Hood, and it's going to be okay. about uh, a, a, it's like a um, a mashup of uh, Little Red Riding Hood, but it's going to be called Little Red Hood, who's a BMX kind of like um, uh, you know uh, person, little girl who loves BMX bikes. Oh, that's so, cool. <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> so one day I'll get that hopefully get that out so how many uh, so so you're looking at trying to get out one of these books like once a year now or what's the um it it would be quite nice it it is quite exhausting i think um (laughs) the whole (laughs) um if if uh, we get on a uh, you know the whole campaign thing with the marketing is taking Mm -hmm. takes so long and we, as I say, with this group, um, we we must have about fifty authors on on this in within our book club, um, within this platform, and we quite a lot have got ideas about how to go about the marketing. But because we have to keep going with the marketing, it's quite right. it, it's quite intense. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not I'm not because this book came out um, the first one about a year ago, and we've missed probably six months of marketing time because of the lockdown. So we're catching up now and catching up um, in terms of promoting it within our uh, group and and doing, um, you know, platforms such as this, which is really good. And and other interviews and book fairs. Um, So so you've got to kind of we're still we're still on this book and and then we've got the other one coming out, maybe um, possibly sort of the end of summer, autumn time. And then there'll be another intense period of of, uh, book launch and. um, you know, a roundup of um, book fairs, and 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 then we'll have, and then I'll have more of an idea of how to go about it. So it'd be quite intense. Um, I mean, you can get probably keep churning out books. I'm hoping to keep churning out books. Uh, the, the actual time it of, of the book production could be up to a year anyway. So um, you kind of, I could, I could sort of. The creation of the book seems to be taking a bit of a back um, a back seat right now. It just seems to be more about the marketing strategies. Right. Um, I feel like the whole of our uh, community that we're in, as uh, we're not talking so much about creativity, we're talking about <laughs> how to promote. Um, <clears throat> so it comes back to that theme. But uh, yeah, I have. We've got quite a few ideas about what we could be do- doing. But I, what you- I wanted to do is right. um, in order to sorry, to engage children uh, into the whole process is to right. ask them if they have an idea of what they could have a story about. So they could have they could write their own little story about Pixie Van Dimple and the wrong kind of something. They could they could think of something that they're quite passionate about that they want to write about and, and write a story. And I could actually read those stories on, on a YouTube channel. That's another idea. Because I did see like your your Facebook. You have some people. You have fan art for Pixie Van Dimple. I saw that too. A fan art. 
You fan art, like I saw, like some children have drawn their versions of Pixie oh, yes, Van yes. Dimple. Um, well, I read yeah. it to my I read it to my children at school. Okay. Um, and that was because it, that I could only read it to my children at school. I couldn't read it to anybody else's children at school because we, <laughs> we were in lockdown. <laughs> but the idea would be uh, so uh, to read the, the book to children, and actually, I I was uh, transformed into Pixie Van Dimple for that. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes, I was, and I was wearing Pixie Van Dimple uh, outfit. So <laughs> I would say, yeah, I think it was World Book Day. Um, right. I was reading it to the kids, and and some of them drew pictures. Um, so that was quite good. That meant they were engaged. So right. uh, I, I guess I I go back to talking about being children being engaged because that's quite important to to engage the, the children's sort of imagination. Um, in order to, to to you know for them to talk back to us about what they're thinking and uh, how they're reacting to it, and they were quite interested to know how how it all came about, um, who did the drawings, right. and some of them did some of their own. So that's great. This is great. So we're so so. Do you know when uh, when the uh, uh, any idea of when the raw kind of plastic is going to be launching on Kickstarter? I think. It, I mean, I, I think that the uh, the lockdown has slowed, did slow things down a bit with the production because the right. you know like everybody else, all the illustrators went home. They probably uh, all sat about in one office at one time, but then they all went home. So that, and then it, everything came, became quite disjointed, um, mm. as you can imagine. We all felt disjointed from other people um, right. until we got up and running with Zoom calls and things like that. <laughs> so uh, it took ages, but I think. I think they're now kind of progressing. They've, they've made up a bit of time. I haven't seen anything yet. So it means that it's all going to happen, hopefully, over the summer. So mm. I'm hoping it will be sort of uh, autumn, maybe right. September. Okay. I'm hoping. Cool. Exciting. Exciting excited. stuff. When, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. I, I'm really kind of, everyone that I'm, uh, uh, all the times I'm posting about Pixie Van Dimple and the wrong kind of plastic on, on uh, social media, the people have been wondering for, for quite some time where where the book actually is. <laughs> <laughs> where is this book? <laughs> you keep talking about this whole kind of like campaign before the actual book comes out. So everybody right. will be aware that it's, it's uh, of the name of it well before it comes out, which is good. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you should yeah, and, and come back on when you're ready to you know do your do your rounds. Come back on, uh, come yes. back on the show, and we'll we'll go, we'll go we'll do a step by step through the through the book and the Kickstarter and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's engrossing. I think the engrossing thing is is um, learning about. Well, I've learned quite a lot about online safety and the online safety bill that's just nearly going through Parliament, but it's a very it's a very complex subject about how to regulate right. it, um, right. isn't it? And and so is the whole kind of sustainability uh, issue and all the associated sort of plastic pollution and carbon emissions and all that kind of thing. It's very complicated mm. all around the globe. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. so difficult. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it, there's so, you have, there's so many different, and I'm sure you're, you're probably, like you said, you're probably getting so many ideas of like, Hey, can you do a pixie van dimple? You know, in the wrong kind of like you said something. I'm sure you're getting a you're getting a a deluge of ideas yes. that people are giving you. Yeah. I will make a list of all the things I could do it. Have a story about. Yeah, um, and it's quite 
you know, so many so many things so many causes that you could be right. involved in but um uh, and, and things come into my head all the time um <laughs> there's too much too much going on in my life i've got a full-time job at school you see and then right. i do i come home and do another job when i'm i'm responding to all the uh the you know the social media and, and uh book club demands um, and marketing things so Great. quite a lot goes on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you very much linoza it was a it was a pleasure chatting with you and i look forward to it's talking fun. to you again further yes thank you bonnie it was really enjoyable i'm sorry it kept cussing out <laughs> oh yeah no that's <laughs> I saw one of your videos of you reading it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! So that on a, that wasn't the the fair, was it for the South Americans? <laughs> I think it <laughs> might, that might have been the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was a, like a first time uh, trying to do a book fair that was online, and <laughs> um, and you get half an hour and you and you have to talk for half an hour about the book and right. um, you know try and try and keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> It's not it's not one of my favorite things is just to sit, you know, sit there talking but um you do imagine that you you know all sorts of things come into your head about what you could be doing <laughs> <laughs> so like pulling out things and showing everybody things it's like talking to your to your mum or something you know and you don't realize that everybody's listening <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh yes and i've got this and i've got that <laughs>